0: So when I'm not feeling well at 8 p.m., that's when I'm sending out the text messages, hey, how are you? How's your mental health? Even to people that don't have mental health issues, you know, like I just am checking on people because it's really important in these times. And I think that that's what's going to get me through just staying connected.
1: Hey, welcome to Brian Talks to Humans, a people's podcast about everyday people. Got another Corona cast for you, another blast from my past. Kathleen and I met at my first teaching job. I left that job and we've stayed in touch over the years through social media and things like that, but haven't talked to each other, you know, verbally, face-to-face in over 10 years. Kathleen describes herself as a conversation carrier, and I think you'll understand why when you listen to this episode. Uh, More so than... Other Corona casts, we focus on self-care and staying positive and finding joy, and a lot less on politics. And we end with the usual one gotta go. Here's my conversation with Kathleen. I hope you enjoy. So, how are you holding up?
0: Well, I will say, pretty good. I mean, I... Like many of us out there, I I do suffer from my share of depression and anxiety, so I will say that I have had pretty much daily panic moments Mm -hmm. since this coronavirus pandemic has started, but... I will say in general, I'm holding up pretty well. So I'm happy with that given my predisposition to to not be holding up pretty well. Mm. Um, I think I'm doing a lot of interesting things that I want to tell you about that that have helped along the way. I've had a couple of bumps in the road with other stuff, um, that hasn't helped, but what about you? How are you doing these days?
1: Not too bad. Uh, I just, I, I take it one day at a time. I try to stay busy. I try to have at least one or two video chats a day, even though like I'm, I'm kind of getting, I called it last night, zoom fatigue. Like I'm just, <laughs> yeah, con- <I>
0: saw that. <laughs> I'm just constantly
1: on zoom or Skype with somebody. Um, yeah. but like, I think it's just kind of like you do it and then you get fatigued and then you just kind of move through it and then you get used to it and then you get fatigued and then you get, so I think that's what it's gonna be like for me. But but yeah, you know, I try to try to do a, at least a video chat or two a day to see some human faces. Um, that's try, great. and try to stay busy. I'm having a little trouble concentrating when I try to like read or watch T V shows or that sort of thing. Oh but I can really um relate to that you know, But yeah, you know, I mean it's I'm working from home and I'm getting paid and like, you know, that's um, so I'm already having it better off than a lot of other people.
0: Right. I am currently not working from home, but I think I'll explain a little bit more about that later. But I will say I describe myself as not a phone talker and not a video chatter. I just I don't tend to like it that much. But the funny thing is I was so starved for human attention that I literally got on the on um FaceTime with someone the other day, a girl that I'm friends with who lives in Boston and lost her job because she's a she was working at a brewery. So I, I needed to check in on her. And I stayed on the phone with her for three hours and 45 (laughs) minutes. (laughs) It was literally like, yeah. like four snacks later, three cups of tea later. I was yeah. like, "Oh, um, this is how this works." When okay, so I mean, honestly, it's the best way. Like, and I have, I have, um, yeah, video chatted with a few people and talked on the phone to people who I, even some people like yourself who I have not talked to you in maybe years on the phone or you know whatever. Um, and it, it's interesting because I feel like, and do you feel like this too? I feel like we're getting back to the old times of what really matters sometimes. Like, I'm seeing people post pictures of streams or rocks on their, their social media. I'm seeing people post family um you know I mean obviously it's totally different circumstances environment but like I'm seeing people post like oh here's our little family zoom meeting and it's like what but at the same time it's like well before this how often did you call your mom Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and it's like for me I'm definitely using this as an excuse to be like hey I love you how are you doing How am I doing? (laughs) Hmm. Like, um, just I don't know. It's been oddly gratifying in a way for me because I think that you know I'm a bit of an old fashioned soul in a way, but I'm very modern in other ways. So it's 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 an an interesting dichotomy. But I just feel like it's I'm liking some some of what I'm seeing.
1: Obviously, like
0: you know it's not it's not all it's definitely not all good but i'm yeah, trying to yeah the person see the i good
1: was in it. i'm sorry go ahead
0: no i'm i'm what i'm saying is i'm trying to see the good in it because yes. that's just in my nature to do yeah. what were you going to say about the person you the
1: the person i was talking to yesterday we were we were discussing something very similar that oh, okay. you know that people are starting to kind of slow down connect with yes. people they might not yes. have talked to in a while you know yes. uh not take certain things for granted and and my my hope is that like when we come out of this that maybe we'll remember some of the some of the good things that came about because of it and that we'll we'll try to keep it that way. Or I don't know, maybe I'm being too optimistic, but that that's where I'm at with that.
0: Well, if I know you, Brian, and I think I do, optimist <laughs> is the first word that comes to mind. <laughs> I know you're not. But like, you know what,
1: listen. <laughs> listen.
0: Listen, it's fine. If if you can get some of that out of that, good, because I'm getting that out of it as well. And like, yeah. honestly, I feel so lucky that like my mom has been making like a soup of the week and I've been like, mom, thank you so much for this food. It's so delicious. And it's mm. like, I'm not used to like this kind of home cooked meals. She cooks all the time anyway, but like, I'm just not used to going back to these times of the family unit and the everybody's home and, you know, nobody's going out and it's just very interesting for me. So so I, I don't know, but I um in general am kind of trying to take a lot of the good out of this, but I did want to tell you about a couple of the things that I've been experiencing that were negative. Yeah, and...
1: so why don't we why don't we say like, well, right before say February or so when, when this started, you know, kind of mm-hmm. really cooking around the world what was what was normal status quo life like for you
0: okay and then we'll talk
1: about how it changed
0: smart okay smart so the beginning of february happened and i had to tell my jobs like hey i planned a two-week vacation to new jersey and they were like both of them were like who goes to new jersey in february right yeah that's not a vacation vacation." that's a
1: punishment (laughs)
0: as a vacation destination. I was like, this girl. Anyway, so I I um, definitely was like, well, it's my birthday. And they were like, oh, is it a big birthday? And I was like, um, well, you know, I'm turning 36. <laughs> so it wasn't a big birthday at all. It's just that I wanted to stay connected with my friends that I have there. And I and decided that I was going to go to New Jersey. So I go to New Jersey, have like the best time of my life. I'm like traveling all around the tri-state area. Like I'm going to New York City all the time. I'm going to burlesque shows. I'm, I'm going outside the box of my normal, like partying, you know, like, so I don't usually like party or anything, but like, I'm just having a lot of fun. And I remember now that as I was getting on the plane before I left Tampa, my mom says to me, hey, I was, I've been hearing things on the news and I think you should really take a mask for the airplane because there's this coronavirus in China. And like, it was February 1st that I was traveling. So it was pretty early on. And I was like, mom, like, I'm not going to wear a mask. Like, what are you talking about? So I carried the mask with me, but I will say, sorry, mom, I did not wear it. And Mm. I was like, all right, it's fine. So, you know, I come back from my trip and all of a sudden a weird thing happened to me, which is that the day that I traveled, so February 15th, I'm coming, I'm packing to come back and I bend over and the entire room started spinning and like turning around. And I was like, what in the world is this? Mm. Now, I've experienced motion sickness before, but it was kind of like the worst motion sickness I've ever had. And so I was like, what am I going to do? And then I was like, now I have to travel on a plane. So the whole day I was feeling awful. And I I traveled and I came back to Tampa and I immediately was like, something is up. Like, I'm still feeling sick. I feel like a motion sickness thing. So I ended up going to my um, family doctor and saying like, listen, I have this like motion sickness thing that's still lasting from when I traveled. Can you give me any medication for it? Like I know they have something called like meclizine. It's kind of like Dramamine and they have a patch that you can wear behind your ear that I know that I've worn. Like if I have ever traveled, you know, abroad or anything that I knew where I was going to be potentially motion sick. And I knew... That that I could use that. So I did. And I was feeling a bit better. But I was still kind of like a little, you know, um, sick feeling. And they told me, basically, you have vertigo. That's what they, you know, in the biz, what they call it. They don't Mm -hmm. call it motion sickness. And I was like, okay. But I've never had it last more than a day. And so I was like, this is lasting like a couple of, you know, a couple of days and then a week and then more than a week. And I was like, what am I going to do? So all of a sudden after that, once it hits, like, March, I start developing some symptoms that are very corona-like, I would say, which basically, you know, I was having fevers and flu-like symptoms, and I was like, oh, shit, like, what's going on here? Because at this point, we know that, okay, this is serious, coronavirus has, you know, hit the United States and Italy and like everything. And so I was like, you know not thinking that i had it but thinking oh i i've got an illness here i probably should go to the doctor so i and i am not a go to the doctor person like if i can avoid doctors i will but i knew like you know i need to get checked out see if i have the flu see if i can mm-hmm. rule that out whatever so i go to my family doctor i think like march 3rd or something like that i don't even know what day it was and she says to me, like, okay, well, you've tested negative for flu, but you do have some severe symptoms. You know, you've had a fever. Have you traveled? Like, have you been in contact with anybody that um, might have tested positive for coronavirus? And I was like, well, I i mean, I went to New Jersey. And she's like, no, that, that doesn't count. And this is before, you know, we knew about the the New, the New York boom of, like, cases. And mm-hmm. so, she was like, so she says to me, "I'm pretty sure you don't have coronavirus." And I was like, "That's not <laughs> really reassuring, your doctor." Um, you know. And so at that point, she actually had admitted to me. She said she called her local—I don't even know what to call it, Brian. You can maybe help me with the words, like her local, not the CDC, but like the local authorities that be on. medical stuff to see like if she did have a patient that she suspected had coronavirus what should she do to send them to get tested and Mm -hmm. the person had like no answer for her yeah so it was very scary and I was like okay so I go home with the knowledge that okay I have a virus can't take anything for it it's not the flu And I'm still having fevers. I'm, you know, not, not doing well. And I, you know, for a while there was sick over a week over, you know, like a two week period was sick. And I was, you know, not sure what was going on exactly. My brother who lives in the same household as me also contracted the same virus as i did because he also went to the doctor tested negative for flu and i was like very concerned because now i'm like oh no like did i infect my family like what what's going on so then fast forward a little bit and there is news on the news local local newspaper and on the local news channels That says Tampa is getting drive-through coronavirus testing sites and you can go free of charge and, you know, sign, not sign up, but like go on this day to these locations. So my mom, who is very like concerned at this point, says like, let's just hop in the car. Let's go. Let's see. Because I met all of the criteria of, you know, what you were supposed to meet in order to be able to be tested. So, you got tested? I did get tested. Okay. In the meantime, my mother, my father, who both live in the same household as me, do not have any symptoms. And I'm grateful because they are both over 65. And I was like, okay. So, I go, I hop in the car. I can't drive because I have vertigo. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, I'm like in the passenger seat, like almost throwing up because of the vertigo. Anyway, uh, it was not a pleasant sight. And I drive up and. There are people literally in hazmat suits in a line, And there was a line of cards. It was the first day that they had this opening. And it was weird because it was like a behind in a back alley. I shouldn't say back alley because that makes it sound really shady. But sure, yeah. it was behind an urgent care facility. Mm-hmm. So like they had to set up wherever they could, I guess. So it was behind an urgent care facility. And there were all these signs saying like no recording and blah 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 and I was like oh like everything got very real all of a sudden And I was Mm. like this is very crazy so I um you know they ask us for a couple of pieces of information they ask us for our name our phone number and um uh, the um last four digits of our social security number which I was like fine giving out I didn't want to give out my whole one you know obviously but and then they asked us you know what is your insurance provider just the name and I was like okay didn't really think twice about that because I was like, well, it's free. So it doesn't matter. But so I, I get tested first. I'm the one to to go first. And the person says to me, he's like, have you ever been tested for the flu? And I was like, yeah, I just was. And he was like, well, um, the testing is a little worse than that. And I was like, oh, okay. So that was my first hint that it was going to be an unpleasant experience. Mm -hmm. But I've been saying this, and there is really no other way to describe it. My experience with being tested and swabbed was nothing short of a pap smear for the nose. Like, (laughs) it was just, it was, I'm pretty sure they reached my brain. They went so far back. Like, it was really uncomfortable, Brian. And I'm still not over it. Sometimes I think about it, and I just have to, like, touch my nose just to make sure I'm okay. And, like, I, so it was pretty bad. I, I, I don't know. I'm a little bit of a baby about things. So maybe, I don't know, but so, you know, they say, you know, you know, stay safe. Um, we we'll call you in two to three days. And, um, I was like, okay. And I was very, and my brother got tested in the back seat. He was in the backseat and, and he was like, you know, you know, same thing happened to him. And I, we, we leave and I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to answer my phone every single time it rings, which I never do. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. like, even if it says scam likely, I'm answering it, you know? So I'm waiting and, you know, waiting and fast forward to today is day 10 and I have not received a call back.
1: That's ridiculous. Uh, Is there like a thing you can call to say like, Hey, you tested me and I didn't get my results or
0: there's not even a thing to call. So they, it's funny because I did get an email, a survey like, Hey, how did we do? I didn't even open it, but like from the, the people. And I was like, but there's no contact information for them. And mm. it's not an email you can email back. So I was mm. like, what the heck? And my brother did get a call, but he did not get his results. What he got was a person on the phone, and I don't know if you are aware of this, asking him for his full insurance information. Mm. And so I'm thinking, these people probably processed i'm hoping processed our you know samples and are sitting on the results because they need to make sure they're going to get paid somehow and they mm. don't know how they're going to get paid and i did hear and i don't know how accurate this is that these tests run about $1000 so, obviously, that's not something that I want to be paying right now. My insurance, if it paid for it, great, um, but I'm not sure what's going to happen. And the thing is, I mean, it's day 10. Like, I don't know, and I am not in a unique situation here. In the newspaper, again, it basically said that every single person who's been tested in Tampa has not received their results yet. That's and I ridiculous. Yeah. And I went on the first day of being of the, of the, like, you know, sort of like local testing. And, you know, two days after they started the testing, they ran out of tests. So mm. it, it, not that many people got tested. This is why I really think that there is going to be a boom in cases in the state of Florida because of my personal experience they haven't been talking about Florida that much. It is, you know, one of the States that has uh, one of the higher amounts, but I think that we just haven't seen enough of the results yet. And I think that, you know, people are not, you know, being accounted for properly yet. And I just, I, I, for one, am like, you know, as I said in the in the very beginning, I've got anxiety. So my anxiety is kicking in now. Like what the heck? Like, I feel better. I'm completely better from my, from my virus, which is great. But listen, like I've got, you know, parents over 65 in my household. Like, did I spread it to them? Like, so what did you, when you, when
1: you came home and, and, and tested and and did you like just stay in your bedroom for days? So you didn't, yeah. Just in case you you would spread it to your parents or?
0: Right. So I basically just because of what I had said before, because of when I came back from um, New Jersey, like the mid mid mid-February. I've basically been self-quarantining since then not even about coronavirus but because I've been so sick with this vertigo and then having the virus on top of it I was just like completely like on my own you know staying 6 feet apart from my mom on the couch if I was ever in the living room you know whatever so I and my brother especially really self-quarantined in his bedroom like only came out when people weren't around like if anything I think his was worse than mine. He's a bit younger than me. He's thirty. You know, it was very. It was weird because, you know, a lot of people are starting to to go stir crazy right now with with you know stay in place or you know whatever they call these things you know about staying home. But for me, I've been staying at home, not at work, whatever, since February, and it's like. I, (laughs) it's been rough out there for me.
1: So, so, so you're a few weeks ahead of us, so to speak, right? So what do we, uh, what do me and, and, and the two people listening to this, uh, (laughs) what, what can we look forward to say two weeks from now? How, how stir crazy are we going to (laughs) be?
0: So the four of us are going to, um, well, here's what I'll say. I've been doing some interesting things, well, things that I find interesting to keep to keep occupied things that I have never done before, finding joy in tiny things like like here's something that's joyful for me. I am still washing my hands very thoroughly every single time I've washed my hands, and I wash them a lot and one of the things that I saw on the internet because you know the internet's always right, so It said, you know, if you are washing your hands, please wash for 20 seconds. And here are some examples of some songs that you can sing along to besides Happy Birthday that you can use just to wash your hands to. So I have been singing Cisco's The Thong Song. Every time I wash my <laughs> hands, it's like, she had dumps like a truck, truck, truck. Every time. And it just cracks me up. So every time I'm in the bathroom, I'm like laughing. And <laughs> you're not getting sick of it yet, huh? And I'm not. It is. It is a classic. And I, you know, fight me on that one because like I have been enjoying myself washing my hands and, you know, like making sure I have a really emollient hand cream to put on after that I then immediately wash off again because I've gone to the bathroom again. You know what I mean? Like, it's just one of those things where it's a vicious cycle, but you know what? Like it, I have been finding that, I'm at the stage of the slumber party where everything is getting funny to me and <laughs> that's what you can look forward to, okay. Ryan. Okay, okay. So, I, like, I'll see, like, you know, a stupid video online or not even a video like, you know, something, something that should really not be funny. And it's just cracking me up. And my family is like, well, it's really good to hear you laugh. And I'm kind of like, well, you know, you don't know what the crazy is in here. Like, you know, it's kind of like, uh. yeah. So it's very interesting. So one thing that I've been doing is I, by nature, am a kind of messy person, I would say, very cluttered. One of those people who like, I'm cluttered, but I always know where everything is, one of those mm-hmm. people, okay? So, like, that's what my status is. And I decided, I think that I want to turn my room, because I've been spending so much time in my room, self-quarantining in a way, I want to turn my room into more of a sanctuary. So, we decided to start cleaning my room little by little, and... It was hard with the vertigo because I like bending over, I can't do that. Like looking certain ways, I can't really do that. So I've been slowly but surely doing things like going through my bedside table and going through my entire jewelry collection, like things that are kind of behind the scenes that nobody sees anyway. But I will say, so here's one thing, when I went through my jewelry collection, I started putting things in like a jewelry organizer and I felt very good about that because I'm like, Oh, now I can see what all my stuff is. And when we get out of this, uh, quarantine situation, I can wear all this jewelry, you know? And in the meantime, I haven't worn makeup in months, you know, (laughs) 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 I've been wearing the same outfit for five days. Don't judge me. Don't at me. Okay. Like it's not, it's not a pr- pretty situation, but I'm pretty much doing you, the same thing, <laughs> Brian. Anyway, so I go through my jewelry and I just I rediscovered the sweetest thing ever, which is that I had this little pendant necklace that I had bought when I was a child in the Epcot Center Italian Pavilion, and it was that Millie Fleur glass that has like you know, all the like, do you know what that is? no okay so it's basically glass that looks like it has tiny flowers in it and they like cut it into pieces of like it's 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 a very common italian like uh jewelry making style so i had bought this necklace when i was a child and years later when i was a teacher my former student who was going on a trip to austria but they stopped in italy for two days for some reason comes back with a gift for me. And what it is is a pair of earrings and they're Millie Fleur earrings. And Brian, it is the exact matching style and Mm. color of the necklace that I bought when I was a child. Mm. And I was like, I rediscovered that because I totally forgot about that. And it just gave me so much joy that day. And I sent the picture to her because I'm still in contact with her. And she was like, oh my God, they match exactly because she had never seen that. I've never worn that necklace. It was just like a childhood memory type thing. you know. Mm. And it was like, wow, like going through my own stuff, I'm discovering like some really good stuff. So I decided, let me move on to my cosmetics collection. And again, I have not worn makeup since literally February. So it's like, uh, so I'm going through my cosmetics collection, trying to pare down. And what happens is, and I hope that nobody that I know is listening to this podcast. I'm sorry, Brian. I, I you mean you're <laughs> not, not gonna
1: you're not gonna tweet it and post it on Facebook <laughs> all over the place I and get me some will. listeners? What are you yeah, doing?
0: I, honestly, I probably will because I um, I'm vain like that, so I want people <laughs> to listen to my voice. And honestly, like people have been telling me I have a really good voice. So anyway. <laughs> got that vocal fry. No, I don't. I really don't have vocal fry. Anyway, so I started go, but here's why I don't want people to listen to this because I started going through my makeup collection and what I do for myself as a little treat to myself is once a month, I subscribe to a beauty bag, which is basically like a little makeup bag that comes once a month and it has five small pieces of makeup, hair stuff, face stuff, creams, whatever. And it's tailored completely to me. And I've been getting this for years, like over 10 years. And like I have so much stuff, but over, the, over time I of course like go through it and get rid of whatever. So for the past year I've gotten a bunch of bags and I haven't used any of it. I haven't opened any of it and I have I've used some of the things but like some of the things are just not really exactly meant for like my, you know, style or whatever. So I decided I'm going to go through the stuff and anything that is not something that i would definitely definitely love and use i am going to put in a donate pile okay. and and unopened stuff it's not old and it's not creepy it's just unopened stuff that's amazing that are amazing products from like really good companies and i only pay 10 dollars a month for it but they're like worth so much money and so i decided that a select few of my friends are going to be getting these bags with makeup in them that I've curated just for them, for their coloring, for their likes, for their like amount of makeup use. And I made about nine bags that oh, I'm going to wow. be sending out as, like, and it's, it's, a, it's a secret, so that's
1: why. Oh, that's I'm why really you don't want here. people to listen. Yes. Oh, okay. So it's a secret. Spoiler but... alert. All right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Spoiler alert. You're getting makeup. Yeah. So I, I am going to be sending these out as just, like, a little care package type thing, and I am super excited about it. But here's the thing. I have not gotten my results about whether I had coronavirus, and I cannot send these bags out because I don't want them to be infected with the my hands having been on the plastics of them, you know, and it staying on that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I yeah. don't feel comfortable sending anything to anybody, and it's something that brought me so much joy to like curate these bags and like really think about my friends and like, you know, it was just a really joyful process and I was surprised by it. Yeah. So now I'm kind of like stuck here and I don't want to do anything like that, but, um, and but, on but a res- the
1: joyful process was, was yes. joyful, right? Completely, I mean, you know, it it, it was, a, it was a practice of self-care in some ways.
0: Completely, completely. And, and, you know, it also kind of, was one of those like (laughs) <laughs> I was like Marie Kondoing my makeup because I was like <laughs> does this lipstick spark joy? Like if it does <laughs> I'm keeping it. But like I really pared down on my cosmetics. So like I don't need that much stuff. I use the same five things every morning, you know? Like so I really like pared down on my stuff and felt really good about it to be honest. Mm-hmm. So and knowing that I can give people stuff that's really good that's like really fun for them, like that's nice. That's great for my my female friends, but I've got a lot of male friends too. So, for them, I have these cards that I bought that are like they're greeting cards, but they're meant for you to color them in yourself and it says like if, you know, it says like stupid silly sayings like if cats wore pajamas, you'd be them, you know, like stuff <laughs> like that. Um, you know, and so I am going to color in these cards, and send them to my male friends. Because I, as I said before, I'm a little old-fashioned, and I still send out, like, holiday cards every year to people. Because I... I mean, if I'm being honest, it's because I want holiday cards, so... (laughs) (laughs) Quid pro quo. Yeah, exactly. So I... But but no one sends me any back. So it's fine. But I really like sending cards to people because I think it's, it's a dying art. And I want to, you know, in these cards, they're just blank on the inside. I'm going to write them a little letter, like getting a letter in the mail and like not, you know, for a second, like not thinking about your bills or, or your stocks going down or like, that's Mm going to be great for a lot of my friends right now. So I'm like thinking like these, these are really good things that I'm doing with my time to try to get through the moments and try to like, just experience some positivity. Do you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I think we have to, we have to take as much of the negative and you know, be mindful of it, like uh my friend said the other day, like some sort of stress will probably keep us alive, but that you know we need to we need to find some silver linings and all this, and you know we were talking about people reconnecting and that sort of thing, and you know yeah, not just in social media sure. as being a silver lining what What are some silver linings you're taking besides your curating um stuff and the cards are you Are you doing anything that is sort of slowing down or being more positive that you weren't doing before that you think you might want to take into life after the crisis?
0: Well, um, I mean, one thing that I I kind of already mentioned it, but I decided to really start paring down my life in general. And Mm -hmm. that for me, my life right now is my little room in the back bedroom of my parents' house, which is actually in a great space. Like I've been sitting outside sometimes and on the lanai because it's Florida and, um, you know, drinking a cup of tea while watching like a backyard full of birds and like that is something I would never do. I am, I am very much an indoorsy girl. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So like I have been like enjoying that, but mostly, so I, with, with my bedroom situation, I have been really going through my stuff and deciding what do I really need to keep? Like, you know, does this piece of, you know, Does this, uh, I don't know, whatever I'm touching, you know, does this fit the lifestyle that I want to live? And if it doesn't, even if it's something that I might need in the future, if it doesn't fit the lifestyle I want to live, I'm letting it go. And that's something that like, you know, I've not really done in the past in in a lot of ways. And, you know, the next thing I'm about to say is I'm speaking from a, you know, a a platform of privilege by saying that I'm able to do this. So I even feel a little guilty saying this. But one thing I did for myself is I was like, listen, I really want to feel good about my space. And it doesn't feel like my room right now because it's bedding or, you know, like stuff from whatever my parents had. And I decided to go out and not go outside. <laughs> Sorry, let's not, <laughs> let's, let's put yeah. that aside here. But I decided to go online and buy myself all new bedding. And like that has, I feel like I've been living in a hotel now. Like it's so nice. (laughs) I have no idea that sheets could really transform your life. You know what I mean? But I, you know, I spent a little bit of money, but like I feel really, and I haven't been working because my, my tutoring job, I don't want to say anything negative about my tutoring job, but I'm going to say something slightly negative, which is that, they have not closed Mm. and they just the middle of last week decided to close their doors to the students, which I think is very late to do that and Mm -hmm. unsafe, to be honest. Mm -hmm. They now have i haven't been going to work because of my vertigo and my my sickness my my virus so i've been out of commission in general but they now have said we're going to train the tutors to be um you know to do, to do virtual tutoring mm-hmm. and it's not exactly the same as being a teacher doing virtual teaching because for example at this place that we have the at the tutoring center it's all like a binder of like a whole wall of binders that have like curriculum in it Mm -hmm. and so it's not like you can just say like oh go to this website and here's your assignment like or like go to this and it's it's all paper-based so they've been trying and working really hard to try to scan everything in and which is like it's it's awful because it's like remember that politician that said binders full of women. Well this is binders full of <laughs> curriculum. Like this is like tons. Like this is an insane amount. So in the meantime, they're saying, okay, we're gonna train you to be, you know, tutoring virtually, and I'm like, great, and this means maybe I could do this from home. But no, they still want the tutors to come into the center to virtually do the tutoring, but from there. And uh, if I'm being honest, I don't feel comfortable doing that. No,
1: I, I, I wouldn't either.
0: I don't feel comfortable leaving my house. I was very honest with my with my boss, the owner, one of the owners of the company, and I I actually zoomed with her zoomed with her the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really was worried that she was going to say to me like, "Listen, you've been out so much for your, your vertigo situation and your virus. Like, ah, uh, you're fired." But yeah, yeah. she was very. But she was very, very nice and said like, no, like your spot here is safe with us, of course. And, you know, and as soon as you're okay, uh, you know, you can come back and, you know, we can train you to do this virtual, virtual tutoring. And I didn't want to say it at the time. So I'm saying it here. But I honestly don't think that that's a responsible thing for them to be doing. And I, I think that a lot of businesses here in Florida are still open, not the hospitality industry, um, obviously. But a lot of businesses are still operating on a normal, functioning, like not working from home kind of way. And mm. I just feel like that's socially irresponsible and I don't know what to do about it other than stay home myself. So yeah, yeah. I've just been staying home myself and doing it that way and, you know, doing the best that I can and eating my mom's soup. And like, <laughs> that's pretty much <laughs> yeah,
1: like yeah.
0: been my life for a couple of weeks now here. Mm-hmm. And Brian, like, I don't feel that bad about it. Like, I think I'm doing Okay.
1: Okay that's so what like, thing I was going to I was wondering you know like you, you said you were in the in the part of the slumber party where everything's getting funny getting a little punch Yes. Off, that sort of yes, thing but yes. I, i'm wondering what what some of the longer term uh, effects are you know like for uh, for folks who might have depression and anxiety and that's okay sort of, you know so, like what's it what's so, it going to be like to to be isolated all the time and to right. i I don't, I don't know i don't think we 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 have any any clue as to what this is going to be like
0: so that's what, okay, that's a very good question, because I, I will say that when I am having my moments of panic, which is usually at nighttime, it's usually right before I, I watch Chris Cuomo, uh, <laughs> who I have a big crush on, and I know you have feelings about that. Anyway, um, but I, anyway. you
1: can have a crush on whoever you want. It's it's. You know, <laughs> I just have a thought about the person's politics. That's all.
0: No, that's true. You're you're totally right. But anyway,
1: which for me, by the way, would ruin a crush. But I guess you know, maybe not.
0: <laughs> anyway, so so for me, if I'm being honest, you know, right around eight p.m., I've had dinner. Maybe I am still in my. Pajamas that I've slept in, and they're now my day pajamas, and they're going to be my night pajamas. Yep, yep. And I feel a twinge of, oh my God, in my heart. And I feel like I have to escape that panic feeling that many of us have experienced. And I feel like, here's my prevailing thought my prevailing thought is, I am so uncertain right now. Like, I do not know how long this is going to be my life. And uncertainty is what makes me the most anxious out of anything in in the world. Um, not knowing how to do something also makes me un- uncomfortable. So I'm not sure how to live other than what I've been doing recently. But what I've been doing recently is eventually going to run out.
1: Sure. So, yeah
0: i don't know how to keep going and you know my my dad saying things like yeah why don't you just get audible and like listen to the the book stephen king's the stand and that'll and i'm like listen like a post apocalyptic <laughs> like horror story <laughs> is not going to help my brain yeah. right now so i think i'm going to I'm going to put that in my back pocket for a little bit and see what happens maybe a month down the road and see, you know, whatever. But I, you know, just feel kind of like very uncertain and I don't like that feeling. And that is what gets to me the most. And of course, everyone feels the same way. And I think that's something that we can all share in that like, you know, we don't know what's going on, but like for me, the thing that keeps me the sanest is checking in on people. When I don't feel well, I check in on others. Yeah. And no,
1: that gets you out of your head. Yeah.
0: It totally gets you out of your head. So when I'm not feeling well at 8 PM, that's when I'm sending out the text messages. Hey, how are you? How's your mental health? Even to people that don't have mental health issues, you know, like I just, I'm checking on people because it's really important in these times. And I think that that's what's going to get me through just staying connected because for me, I mean, another thing that I saw on the internet was like, check on your extrovert friends. They're not okay. Like, I'm an extrovert. Like, Mm. I like to be around people. I'm not used to not interacting with people. So for me you know, unlike some people who are saying like, oh, I'm an introvert. I've been preparing for this my whole life. Like, I have not been preparing for this my whole life. Not working, being ill, you know, staying home, all of those things have been very difficult for me. But I, I, I'm so happy with how I've been coping. Like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I hope that other people can take something, the two other people that are listening to this can take (laughs) away from this, that, you know what, like, you can be in, you know, in some serious conditions, and still maintain a good, a good attitude, and still actually have, find some joy in, finding your old necklace in, you know, giving things away to people mm-hmm. and in all that kind of stuff. And that doesn't involve touching or talking to a single person, mm-hmm. but like you can really find some, some joy in these times. You yeah. Know? I-
1: I'd say that I have every once in a while, a twinge of like, Oh fuck.
0: Yeah. Oh, right. Fuck. Right. What's,
1: what's this going to be like? Yeah. You know, because I have, uh, I have, you know, visions of, uh, you know, unemployment going to like 30% and
0: right.
1: having like great depression type stuff going on, you know? And the other thing too, that I, I, I don't know if I can describe it well verbally, but I'm starting to feel you like you do I,
0: an interpretive dance. If you need, um,
1: <laughs>
0: you can do that. If you, I mean, the people won't be able to see it, but I could, so
1: <laughs> I'm starting I'm sorry, to feel no, like that's no, no. okay. I'm starting to feel like I'm in the beginning of the virus movie. Yes, when things were yes. semi normal, when like you just saw here and there like an uber an uber eats driver with a mask yes, or yes. a drive through test, and that in some somewhere down the road we're gonna be in like the really shitty part of the virus movie where like it's all collapsed, we're driving around looking for soup cans like like yeah, I, yeah. I you know i ugh. but I, it only lasts for a little bit, I get out of my head and
0: yeah there you go yeah. i I will say i I feel similar to you not even when I'm in a panicky feeling, in that this morning, I was literally thinking, I think, I still think we're in the beginning of this. Like, I I don't think that we're anywhere near peaking. Like, there's no Mm -hmm. way. Because like, just the fact, just my own personal experience, the fact that like, I know that I've been tested, I had all the symptoms. And there's no, I'm not a statistic on the news right now. You know what I mean? Like, I think that there's going to be a huge boom of, and, and, and who knows like how long that's going to take. They're saying like, oh yeah, we're two weeks behind Italy. And it's like, okay, but listen, like, you know, last night our, our, our death toll doubled in a day. You know what I mean? Like in the United States. So like, what does that say? Like, you know, I, I just, I don't think that we're anywhere near the peak of it. And that part really frightens me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, your crush's
1: I... brother said the other day that, um, the <laughs> to uh, my the... brother
0: in law, yeah,
1: <laughs> that uh, <laughs> the, the peak for New York State might not come for two or three weeks, you know, that was a few days, right? Ago. Right, you know, so yeah, we gotta that strap in, maybe
0: to me, you know, and you know, it's just it's very, I don't know, I, I just feel like, like I said, I, I feel like we're not near the peak yet, and That's the part that is the uncertainty. That's that's really that's really getting to me. But I like you know, I'm gonna just keep drinking my herbal tea, Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna just try to keep calm, and you know do the things that I can, and that's all that we can do, Brian. Yeah, yeah. You can only
1: um, you only do what you can do. You only control what you control.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: Okay. I don't want to take up too much more of your time. So, food, sex, or music? Choose a category.
0: Um, sex. Okay. I know you were not expecting me to say that. No, I was not, goody- actually. <laughs> I'm um, goody two shoes. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so,
1: we're going to play a game called One Gotta Go.
0: Okay. All right? Okay. Where,
1: uh, okay. I give you four things, and one of them has to go, okay? Okay. The ability to orgasm, clean bed sheets, clean underwear, clean clothes. One Gotta Go. Uh, clean clothes. Because?
0: Because I think people wear dirty clothes a lot anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't okay. matter. All
1: right.
0: Could just be because I'm on day five of my outfit, but you know, I mean, uh, <laughs> things have changed in these. In yeah, these yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's
1: a sliding scale for the pandemic. All right, food. One gotta go: Chinese food, Mexican food, Soul food, Italian food. Uh,
0: I think Soul food. Okay. Because you know what? I've never really had Soul food, okay. and. I think I need to try it, but I the other ones are just like too in my like wheelhouse for me to mm-hmm. like, you know, to do I yeah. uh
1: I got introduced to I mean I knew it existed. I knew some what the dishes were, but yeah. Uh I didn't I didn't eat any soul food so I went vegan and I had a vegan soul oh, food
0: yeah. in
1: certain places uh around the country. That and, is uh, interesting. So it's really good. Apple pie, cherry pie, cheesecake. Sweet potato pie.
0: Sweet potato pie. I can't stand anything that's a vegetable that's sweet.
1: Yeah, one. Of, I uh, this has actually been my method of taking attendance. Has been. Uh, <laughs> that's great. I, having students respond to this on Google Classroom.
0: To the sex questions.
1: Well, no, I left those out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, one student said when they when they voted out sweet potato pie, they're like, I hate when vegetables masquerade as a dessert.
0: Yes, <laughs> that's good. I want to okay. meet that student one day.
1: <laughs> All right, last one. Tell me. Oral sex. Oh. Free gas for life. Oh, my God. <laughs> good sleep. Hot showers.
0: Hot showers because I can do lukewarm showers and I'm totally fine.
1: Oh, that doesn't count. It's. You, I can you, do. You're taking cold showers cold or dish. you're not.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Um, still that. Okay. (laughs) Still that. Because I, um, listen, like, I can't get into it now. But, like, I used to live in a third world country. And so I'm used to, like, weird showers. All right? That's all I'll say. All right. That'll be for the next podcast. We'll talk about my life one day.
1: Sure. Uh, I would probably have picked the free gas for life and gotten rid of it. That's what I was
0: thinking. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because, like, even though I don't get great sleep, it'd be nice to, like, not have bad sleep. And uh, Yeah. You know the other two. I think oral sex and hot shower. You know what? Actually, I've been living without hot showers. Um, completely unrelated to coronavirus. Oh. gone I've gone two weeks without hot water. That's oh my another,
0: goodness! I'm another, sorry.
1: <laughs> that's a story for another day, I guess. But no, yeah, it's uh, well.
0: I've gone two weeks without oral sex. So there
1: you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe we can trade. Do you have a shower?
0: <laughs> nope. <laughs> Fresh out, just fresh okay. out. Okay. <laughs>
1: Brian,
0: this is getting ridiculous. All right, it's time okay. to end it.
1: <laughs> yes, it is. I, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this, and it was it was nice to it was nice to chat with you.
0: Oh, it was really nice talking to you too. And stay um, stay calm, stay stay good. All right. Yep, yeah, you too. Okay, take care.
1: Okay, that's my conversation with Kathleen. I hope you enjoyed it. By the way, in between when we recorded and when I'm recording this outro. She told me that she did test negative for coronavirus, so that's good news. Go to briantalkstohumans.net for more info, and stay safe.